In this week's episode, I was lucky enough to sit down with one of my close friends, Jeff, as he explained his journey with mental health. I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, so I am here with Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Do it again. Jeff. I... Jeff. Now, I am here with my friend Jeff, and he agreed to speak to me about mental health. No? Help me. No, she's lying. I did not agree. No. Of course. No. Yeah, I'm here to talk about mental health. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything you want to tell us about your mental health or any mental illnesses or experiences? Sure, I'll tell you a little bit about me, I well, guess. Well, yeah, first, can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, um, mental health is actually, so it's weird because it was never really brought up in my family. So we never really talked about mental health and... For the longest time, I just, I mean, when you're a kid and you're growing up, you don't really think about those things until you're older and you go through experiences. So actually looking at myself and like working on my mental health is a recent new thing for me. I'm not diagnosed with anything, but like I do go through my own tribulations and errors and difficulties, but it's it's a new thing and it's weird obviously looking at oneself inner self and be like what's wrong with me why are you yeah. like this why are you doing the choices you know <laughs> just taking that inner look and being like you know what's wrong what do you think's wrong and the steps that you take to go ahead and change those things okay cool so what do you think made you want to start looking inward for me honestly it was probably i never told this to anybody oh you don't have to tell no 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 no, no. i'm going to oh i'm gonna be open i love this so the beginning of this year the beginning of this year as you know monica i'm going through a weight loss thing and things like that but what triggered that honestly was one day i remember waking up and i wasn't with victoria she was out doing something. I forget what she was doing. And then I felt like my heart felt weird. And I was like, what is going on? And it was just weird palpitations and whatnot. And it went away. And I didn't think nothing of it. So a couple of days pass and the same thing happens. And that's when anxiety kicked in. Like, oh, is this something I have to take a look at? What I did is I immediately started walking. I started walking and like just walk more and more and more and just um, see if that helped. And it did help. But I knew something wasn't okay. So I started went to the doctors and they're asking me all these questions. And then the doctor goes, do you suffer from anxiety? I was like, no. No, why? Why would I suffer from anxiety? You know what I mean? After that visit, they gave me an EKG, so they listened to my heart. Everything's fine. I go home that day, and all I can think about is that question. Do you suffer from anxiety? Do you suffer from anxiety? And I'm like, what? Do I? And I start just 
<laughs> just going inward like and gates open. Yeah, and wow. just just thinking about my life, and I'm like, whoa. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. No, you're welcome. Yeah. So, okay. And so what has the difference been now that you do the inner work? So now that I have been, I've lost a bunch of weight, eating healthier. I'm, you know, taking care of my body more and just trying to move forward. It's been, it's life changing, actually. It's like, it sounds corny, but like actually seeing the progress for the longest time I did not see progress even when people would tell me like oh my gosh you look great I'd look in the mirror and I'd be like what are you talking about you just didn't feel it right yeah. I didn't feel it nor did I see it I remember the one day I was out I needed a winter jacket because it's cold now <laughs> um, so I remember I was just at Macy's just looking at jackets and I tried one on and then I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like whoa I just saw, like, I was, like, a completely different person. And that, it, it, it scared me, but it also excited me. Just for the fact that, like, things are changing and things will always be changing. Yes, you know, like, yeah. you're never going to be the same that you once were. The world's never going to be the same. Everything's going to be changing. And really taking a look at that and applying that, not only in that aspect, but in all aspects of our lives, it just opens you up and you realize that a lot of the things that we tend to focus on or that we tend to just wrap our, we can't get enough of and we stress over and things like that, all those issues really aren't that big of issues, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, there's so much information so much so many things so many events happening around the world that when you really look at it you're just this person you know what i mean you're a fraction of what is earth it, it you just it puts it into a different perspective that yeah you may be sad or you are going through things whether it be relationships or school or work whatever it is you realize that even though you're going through those things, that problem that you may or may not have might not be that big. Yes. And something you as a person could definitely handle. I totally agree with that. And one of my moments of clarity with that is I realized one one day that I I was really mad at something. But I was snowboarding and I realized that I took out my cell phone and I could go on Spotify and pick any song <laughs> that I wanted in the world right. and I could put earbuds in and <laughs> ride down the mountain. And so I was just like, how could your problems be that big if that is the kind of freedom that you have right, right. now? So I do get that aspect of trying to keep things in perspective. And if you start looking into space and doing research like that exactly. we're so small if we're just a fraction of what this giant I know. Universe... sometimes when i think like about dying and how everyone's so afraid of it and everything mm -hmm. um regardless of how you feel about it like at the, in the end we're really just ants getting squashed yeah <laughs> i mean what... like it's gonna be painful and it's painful for the ant but that's all it is i'm i don't know
<laughs> no, 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 I get it. No, I get it. You know what I mean? Um, like, yeah. so many people are afraid to die because it's the fear of not knowing that really gets people because yeah. what's one thing you can never know about? What's it like to I be dead? Know. Exactly, <laughs> I you know? know. We're not raising the dead and be like, tell us about your experience here. They often talk about like near life experience or near life death experience and like, how a lot of people see different things. It could be different for everybody. And maybe that's what it is, but we'll never really know. Not knowing bothers a lot of people because, you know, what what it is and what... I mean, people have their beliefs and their takes on it, whether it be religion or anything of that, but truly you're never going to know. Do you want to add anything else before we get into the questions? Um, about yourself or anything? No, I'm good here. Alright, let's get started then. Um, the first question is yours. It is, why is it so hard to talk about having a mental illness? I love this question. <laughs> it's hard because my family never really... That was a subject we never really talked about. Like, my mom... God, God love her. When you talk to her about mental illness, she's very old school, and she has an old school take on it. And legit, if you ever sat with her, and you'd say, "What? Well, why are people so sad? Her answer would be, because they're not working hard enough. Are you serious? Yes. In her mind, she has such an amazing work ethic. She's an amazing woman. I love her. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like she, like, she works hard, and she... When I say she'll do anything for her children, she'll do anything for her children. But she comes from that mentality, and she um, was born in the Dominican Republic and then okay. didn't come here till she was older. Growing up there and then just having that whole aspect, that whole culture shock, um, it's just totally different here. So she came here, you know, wanting to work as, you know, um, finding a better life. And that's why America was started to begin with. And she just worked all her life. She always hustled. Because she was always busy with life, always with work and her kids, and she really had no time to stop and think about like, what makes me happy or, like, am I happy? So that thought never crossed her mind because it's never about that. It's always about providing, making sure everyone else is happy, that it within itself will bring you happiness. Wow. And it's kind of a double-edged sword in a way because she passed that trait on to me. I, and this is one of the things where I struggle, where anybody that, I, like, I, that I'm close with or that I really, we have a strong bond, I will go out of my way to make sure that they are living the most happiest life <laughs> ever. Because when they're happy, it brings me joy. And not only that, knowing that I was part to contribute to that happiness makes it even fucking better. That is the nicest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's, but it's how I feel, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, but that's what's so nice about it, is that it, it is genuinely how you feel. Right. Right. And while I agree that it's an amazing feeling and what happens and what also often happens with me... I, instead of being like, let me take care of you, but also let's take care of me first. I will always put someone 
in front of me, before me. I will bury my feelings because I feel the need that I want to provide. And you know, I want, and the same thing with my mom. Uh, mental illness was never really talked about. So have you told her? Yeah, I've, I've recently talked to her about it. She's uncomfortable talking with I could see it. Just for the fact just that... Just emotionally. Right, right. Just, yeah. And she also... It also makes her sad, too, because she knows that I'm going through things, and she can't help. And that's the worst for her. Mm -hmm. You know, not only because it's another person, but it's her son. Yeah. You know, the person that she she would go leaps and on for anybody. But And her realizing that, that, like, wow, like, I can't help him. I can be there for him. I can provide advice to actually get him through it to make him happier that's on him right and it's it's a hard topic to talk about because when she realizes that she doesn't like to talk about it because then it's just gonna make her sad and it's gonna bum her out oh <laughs> <laughs> and i've been going through this a lot due to the fact that my breakup with my most recent relationship she hates seeing that obviously because she's no this is not a pain that's a pain that I just have to work get over there. and mm -hmm. work for through. And it has getting better, obviously, because I am in a better state mentally. But yeah, it's just hard. You see so many, so many things, so many families, so many different people that once you get to really know, they don't really have these conversations within, you know, someone they trust or with, like, a therapist or a psychologist. They don't. They don't talk about it, you know? It's like, right. it's like this taboo, like, mental illness, oh, no. <laughs> like, I gotta go run away. But, like, I, <laughs> it's so therapeutic yeah. once you start doing it. You just want to do it. Oh, for me, at least, I just want to do it. I, anybody that can listen, I'm going to talk <laughs> their ear off. And but it's so it's nice to be able to speak about it, and also you know that it doing the inner work makes you feel so much better. Right. And it is if you explain to somebody who doesn't understand, they might think you're being like new agey or something. I don't right. even know if that's a word, but when you start talking about like inner children and parts and stuff, they kind of like glaze over and they're like, "What?" But I think it is so helpful. And if you, like, meditate or whatever you do to help, I don't know, it's nice to be able to talk about it. It really And I is. think it's something our entire culture is dealing with. Whether, again, whether you know somebody that has a mental illness or you have your own... Everyone has their own struggles. Absolutely. So, it's just, yeah, it's every everybody, yeah. So, that's... But, so, you are all for talking about mental illness. Yeah, problems. I'm all for it, you know So, what I mean? why do you think it's... I mean, I know it's hard for your mom, but, like, so on a societal level. On a societal level, well, and I'm coming from the aspect of men. So, this is just simply what right. I see in men. Because, like I said earlier, it's, it's such a taboo. You take a look at that factor and the factor that what society deems a man. The men are to provide. They're... They're the ones that they're going to do the nine to five that are going to provide that are going to, you know, like l teach the kids how to <laughs> change a tire and things like that. It's changing now, but as a society, it's often, not, I shouldn't say frowned upon, but when you see a man, especially when I see another man, not for me, but I see this in others, 
that does talk about their feelings, it's showing almost like a sign of weakness. So it's coming at like, oh man, look at this guy. Like he can't handle his his own problems. Almost a little cringy, like right. Like right. when you see somebody on stage that's like messing up or something. Exactly. You that yeah. feeling you get that's like kind of empathy and kind of like sympathy mm -hmm. and just yeah. Those types of people I love because like whether they realize it or not, they would feel so so much better if they just even like I said talk, talk to your dog if you have a dog or your cat you know what I mean right. talk to them and get comfortable with that or if start um, online you know what I mean catching up with a friend and you know what not and I'm not saying tell them your deepest darkest secrets right away start slow and start with like how your day went and just by doing that opening up a little you both get comfortable so once you start getting comfortable, it's easier to talk to that person. And then if you are feeling a certain way, go to that person, talk to them about it. And if they can provide help for you, great. And if not, seek someone else, you know what I mean? Go to a therapist and talk to a therapist, which is what I start, I'm starting to look at therapists just to get that ball rolling because I think it would be beneficial for myself. I think um, you would like it. Yeah, I probably would, yeah. Um, I asked Jess uh, about um, if she has any good recommendations. So I I've can been... help you with that, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, go on psychologytoday.com okay. and then put it in our zip code, and it'll bring every therapist in the area. And it tells you what they specialize in. And it gives you a bunch of information on them, and that's the best way to do it, I think. Nice. Yeah, I'll definitely do yeah. that. As far as men goes, I almost feel like some men, and not all, obviously, but some men view talking about their feelings <laughs> as a weakness. It's not the manly thing to do. The manly mm -hmm. thing is to suppress and just take care of others. And then when they're taken care of, maybe come back yeah. and look at you. And it's interesting you say it that way because I feel like women look at it more of a he's not sharing because he doesn't want to. <laughs> right, you know, right, and, right. and you're just like, no, we just like have other things we're worried about. Right. And so we push it aside. It's almost like a... Because it, it's hard. It's hard telling people, telling another person that you think potentially there's something wrong with. Because you don't... Obviously, it's not a good feeling knowing that you have a diagnosis or a mental illness, no. So when when that fear kicks in, you're like, oh, do I? Mm -hmm. So rather than actually do the steps and take the steps to see if you do have it or if you're just stressing about something or whatever the case may be, they'll be like, throw it on the rug. Right. It's the same thing that people do with doctors. They're so afraid to go to the doctors because <laughs> um, there potentially might be something wrong that they just don't go for years and years and years. And maybe they had something that they could have caught early on that they could have treated. No, but like. Right. It's an acceptance thing. Yes. Yes. I feel like we need to start looking at mental illness like a cold, like a bad cold. Right. And some people hate this analogy. Like, I've said this to people and people are like, that's bullshit, I hate that. So maybe <laughs> you might feel that way. But for me, I think it's like, you should be able to just say, like, how are you feeling? Like, how is it going today? Oh, I'm de I have depression right now. And it doesn't have to be so natural, not, but that everybody does go through it. And I think it would be easier if there was an awareness. 
if you could just be open about how you were feeling, then so many of your behaviors wouldn't be misinterpreted. And I think that's where a lot of relationships break down and because behaviors are just people trying to figure out why are you acting the way that you're acting (laughs) and why does it hurt me and what do I do about it and then it just gets out of hand whereas if we could just all be a little bit more open about it I think it would help and also the aspect of talking it out is just helps you feel better as a human absolutely and I feel like a lot of people are afraid to reach out to other people and say like I'm having a hard day and that's myself included there's a lot of times where I'm like I'm not calling anyone to tell them I'm crying over whatever but then I do and then a lot of times I'll just say I just need to talk this out I don't even know if I need advice right now I just need to just get it out and I think it's the most helpful thing once you get on the phone with somebody then they start interacting with you and you start sharing ideas it's like you kind of almost like forget what that terrible horrible Mm -hmm. place you were in because Something is drawing you out of it. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's just talking about things. For the longest time, I would never. I mean, I lived the majority of my life suppressing all my feelings and not talking about them and not talking about all these experiences. There have been moments in my life where I would just have a total breakdown. It really shows that, like, hey, take a look. This probably could have been prevented, But if not prevented, a lot less worse than it actually is. For me, it was a lot. I never really talked to anybody because I don't want to impose on anybody else's life. If you see Jeff, if you hang out with me, I want it to be an enjoyable experience. I don't want it to be like I'm a burden on you or anything like that. And that always crosses my mind. I viewed that as if I talk about me, they're just going to get annoyed They're just going to do it just because obviously they're my friend and whatnot, so I'm just not going to bother with it. Things have happened to me recently, and I've talked about them, and just just seeing, you know, people talking to me about what's going on in my life, just providing information, and seeing how I feel afterwards, I'm like, holy crap, like, it does work, it does help. (laughs) It does help, it does. I like that with journaling, too. I like to write, and for me, that is probably the most therapeutic thing I can do personally but I get to places where I just don't want to write I'm like why would I want to write about this shitty thing that happened because then I have to confront it I put it off I'm like I know writing is going to help me feel better but I don't want (laughs) to write about this but meanwhile I'm just thinking about it exactly and the minute I get it on paper I stop thinking about it I don't need to anymore I'm like oh if I forget it happened I can just go back and read it (laughs) so yeah I totally get that so that's cool, though. I'm glad that you want to open up that conversation. Absolutely, I with anybody that's, that's willing, you know? Oh, yeah, thanks. That's awesome. What was a significant breakthrough for you in your mental health journey? Uh, the breakthrough... So at, with the weight loss comes the, uh, the relationship part. So once I realized... Well, potentially that health scare. And I started taking care of myself more. I started eating better. That was coming along nicely. And then in April, that's when my relationship ended. That started obviously a whole nother world of issues there. What I did with that breakup, I took the depression, all that depression, all that anxiety, and I kind of let it inspire me. 
Because as soon as that happened, for a while, yes, I was sad and didn't want to do anything and whatnot. But I took a really good look at myself and I was like, listen, this happened. It sucks. Yes. You don't have all the answers of why it happened or, you know, what happened necessarily. But what you can do is what you, you could take all this emotion being sad and just use it. Use it as your energy source. Use it as fuel. And that's when I started running. So I started before I was walking and walking and walking and just did walks. And then I started to run. Once it was probably about like three weeks in of just me running every day, every day, seeing my progress and seeing my lungs get better made me realize that even yes, you can go through the worst stuff. Like life is going to test you with relationships, with family, death. It's going to test you in different ways. It's up to you to figure out an outlet or a healthy source to go ahead and take up all the emotion and just channel it at, into something positive. I'm so glad that you just said all of that because it was a recap of what the transformation that I got to see on the outside. Right. And that was, and I have to say that as your friend, when anyone goes through a breakup, and I judge it mostly on my own behaviors. <laughs> I do not use it as fuel. No, that's right. not true. I mean, I've done things like Be Kind Scranton essentially came from a breakup. Right. So I get that. I do get that. And sometimes you're so desperate. You're like, I need to put this energy somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so that's amazing. The fact, like, I just remember when you started running. Yeah. And I was like, what? It was so cool. It was so cool. And then it wasn't even that you ran. It was just that you like never gave up. And you were very... I don't know. It was such a transformation. It was really cool to see. It's, it's inspiring. And it's... Thank you for that. Uh, mm -hmm. And yeah, it has been a journey. It still is. I'm still going through that journey. You know what I mean? For me, honestly, I did need it. What helped me more... What, also, with the running was having friends, mm -hmm. like just being there for me. And I said this a lot to my, a, lot of, a lot of my friends. A lot of people say this, like, oh, Jeff, you're such this good person. You have this amazing outlook on life. I don't know how you do it. And I, I always say, and I say this to everybody, is like, without you guys, without my friends, without my family, I wouldn't be able to be the person that I am. Because there's truthfully, along this transformation, as I'm doing things, there was a point where, yes, I hit rock bottom, you know what I mean? And there was, you know, scary times and scary thoughts. I thought the worst. And I, at that, those times, it was, it was always someone completely different. Like, it was just someone that just so happened to text to me. Every time I felt that way, just for whatever reason, someone reached out and then, like, texted me. And, like, it's weird because, like, you don't want to be, like, you know, like, oh, it's just a coincidence. But, like, legit, those texts, just yeah, like a, hey, hey, so like, cool. what's up? And just, like, seeing those, seeing those and reading those and then, then talking and then, like, getting my mind off things right. and whatnot and just making things better. And it just helped me along. This whole transformation, what happened, it's not just me who did it. It's like everyone else. <laughs> you, everyone so is true, just though. like, That's this so is the true. combination. Like, this is the result. I mean, even with this podcast, like, 
I thought about it for months, and finally right. it was Jess that was like, well, let's just sit down and have a conversation and see what happens. And if she hadn't done that, we right. probably wouldn't be here. But the one thing that really struck me that you were just saying about... So last night, I was um, having a bad night. I don't know mm -hmm. why. But I was just crying, and I was upset. And Jess, at that moment, called me. And she doesn't usually just call me. Like Sometimes she'll be like, oh, she'll text me or whatever. But she called me, and I answered. And she was like, hey, I just wanted to let you know, like, we set up reservations for your birthday. You can invite whoever. I was... Like, thank you. And I'm, like, crying. And I'm, I can't even hide it. She's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm just having a bad night. And then she was just so nice. I thought about it the whole rest of the night. I'm like, that's crazy that she called at that exact moment. Because then she texted me after to make sure I was like, okay. And I genuinely, like, I genuinely felt so much better. The universe has my back. It is cheesy and maybe people listening will be like, no, it doesn't. Like, I don't think that shit. And I'm like, go ahead, troll me. That's right. how I feel. I needed somebody and they were there. And obviously they say this a lot, that everything happens for a reason. Albeit, like, sometimes it sucks what's happening in your life and you wish it didn't and you wish everything can just be rainbows and kittens yeah, and, right, right. Yeah. and just perfect not perfect but okay and, but <laughs> not shitty <laughs> exactly right <laughs> not like you're turning 30 on sunday regardless yeah, regardless oh my god we're old <laughs> yeah don't get me started on oh, that boy. life how it tests you and it will you know it will drag you through the mud but i feel like we almost need it just for the fact that it gives us character, you know, builds us up. I mean, at least in my in my um, point of view and how I view it as, like, I just view me, you know, like, what happened to me. All these things happening in my life, and I could have gone the other way very easily. And I just, through everything, life throwing these coincidences, like, and just, like, having friends text me out of the blue, you know? Uh, just randomly it just it's weird it's weird but it's a cool thing to do or not do but realize and see like once you look up back on those um times yeah i feel like that's something that is a common theme that i've talked about with many friends right like having these little like coincidences that make you think like there's something a little bit more spiritual happening right. here or a little bit of an inter intervention it's kind of like, cool that everyone seems to be going through that i think it's when life tests you you look for those. Sometimes you're not even looking for them. You right. don't even believe that they are ever going to exist. And so then when they do, it's even more miraculous. Last night, I was really in a deep spot. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I had a friend that was telling me she made reservations for my birthday. And right. I was like, wow, <laughs> you have a terrible life. Like, you know, exactly. so, yeah. We're, like I said before, we tend to focus on such small, trivial aspects in our lives where... If we really looked at it, yeah, they suck and they're going to happen, but look at what we have. Look around us. Look at the opportunity we have and how grateful we should be to live in America, as m messed up as everything is politically-wise. Seriously, yeah. think about your mother, though. Exactly, you know what I mean? And that's a whole other aspect, too, that, like, 
for me, I've been overseas. I've been to other countries. So I see how other people live. And when you really get that culture shock, you do somehow, you do get more appreciative to actually what you have. Albeit, not a lot. It's interesting that your mom had cultural shock coming here. Right. And you had it going back. Going back, That's yeah. crazy. That's very interesting. To kind of, uh, to speak to the struggles of immigrants, it is a huge cultural shock. And also they have to work their asses off. Work harder, yeah. Yeah, and you sharing that story was really important for me because it gave me a different point of view. Point of view. That I maybe have not considered enough. It's interesting because me, myself, being not uh, American... Like, you know, I mean, I was, technically, yes, I am an American. Dominican by, I'm Hispanic. I feel like people who do come, who their parents came here from another country, we appreciate and we realize it's like a different struggle. We all have it differently. All different races go through different things. For the most part, I lived in Scranton basically my whole life. I mean, I was born in Jersey, and then I moved here when I was three. My whole life is basically Scranton. For the most part, Scranton's pretty cool. Yeah, we have our issues, but like, as far as like discrimination goes, I personally never went through anything except for once. In other cities, New York, or just bigger cities, you see all these like, sometimes crimes, these hate crimes, or do see when some, a, a police officer or someone shoots an, another person uh, accidentally or anything like that. You see all these stories and it's just, it's a struggle because some people, not all, some people choose not to see another point of view. You know, they have their point of view and that's how they, the, the world is and it's always going to be. I feel that a lot. Even with my mom, because she's so, she comes from an old school, like older generation thinking and all their mentality, I see it in her where it's almost, the analogy I could put it best is horse racing. You know how the horses have the blinders? Yes, yes. That's what I feel like a lot of people that go through in life have these blinders and they see just what they see right in front of them. And me, I, this is just me, where I see it, I see my mom's point of view. And then I'm like, okay, let's put my shoes in hers and just see. And I experience those and I digest those. But I also, I'm more open. <laughs> you know, I'm more accepting. Curious? Yeah, more curious. You know, when I, when I don't know something, I Google it. Even Small, just looking inside. Exactly, yeah. looking on the inside. And I feel so many people are set in stone and have their ways. And, you know, like, even if I, I know I'm not right, I'm just sticking to it because it's all I know. If people would just take off those blinders, there's a whole beautiful world out there. Oh. Like, it's, it's crazy, that. you know? You're so right, though. I love that. It makes you wonder how they got to have the blind right but i think it's a good point of you saying your mom just didn't have time and i've read that on a lot of blogs with 
mothers that just feel like they're having breakdowns but they say like they don't even have the luxury of really having a right. breakdown and so that is hard but do you think that um does it kind of bother you a little bit like that your mom feels that way as far as like do you wish that you could be more open about it so my mom i wish i could be more open with her yes because there are aspects of my life that she doesn't know and I, I feel like it's best that I choose to keep it that way because I know who she is as a person and some of those things she just wouldn't accept. So, yes, in a sense that, yeah, I wish I could be more open with her because she's the type of person that she wants to know everything about my life. Everything, so then the you have to almost lie. Not yeah. lie, but be creative in how you share. Right. Not tell. It's not <laughs> that I'm not lying. I'm just not telling her. Right. Everything. But it's just it has to be exhausting to yes. to edit in yes. your brain. Because yes. I used to, like that's how I was with my family too. And then sometimes you tell stories and you forget to edit a. I and it, and it and it's it's it sucks because obviously she's my mother and I want right. to tell her everything. It's just that I know the the response she's gonna have, and maybe that is a thing that I need to work on. Maybe that's something that I need to realize that hey, if you never have that talk, who knows? Well, there's your homework. <laughs> um, right? Let's see. So, what keeps you holding on? What keeps me holding on? Not a lot lately. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. It's, it's okay. Just, it's everybody. It's yeah. just you guys. You know what I mean? It's my friends. It's my family. It's also excitement, too, for myself. Because, like I said, my journey's not over. And there are more things that I want to achieve with my physical health that I haven't started to do. So it's excitement to get to start those it's like a whole new chapter because like, i lost all the weight and that's great and that's the first part now i want to i want to start going back to the gym and actually working and toning out my body because I, truthfully i've never been this slim my whole adult life i've always been the bigger guy does it feel amazing? It it's weird. <laughs> it's weird for me. No, it's <laughs> no. not. It's just every time I see you, and you can attest to this, yeah. I'm like, you're withering away to nothing. <laughs> exactly. Are you eating? Are you good? <laughs> right. But you look great. It's not. It's an amazing thing. It is. I thought you looked amazing how you were before, right. too, and I hope you know that as well. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, you. but yeah, that's cool that you have these new goals. And yeah. Yeah. You just gotta, like... Things and, you probably didn't think were possible. No, no, absolutely. I never in a million years... And my mom says this. She looks at me sometimes, and she's like, never in a million years did I think that you would be this slim. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's just a whole bunch of experiences... Yeah, it's just trying to better myself, working on myself, and then just being there for others. I always say that if I'm at my happiest and I feel like I've achieved a day, not if I work, not if I make money, not if I hang out with friends. The only thing I have to do every day, at least once, is make put a smile on somebody's face. And that's, that's like my ultimate goal every day. <laughs> Oh, Jeff. 
And I say that as corny as it is. It's so funny. <laughs> but no, it's not funny. Like I'm saying it's funny because in my head, like I feel like everyone's like, Monica, you're always such a good person. But then I'm like, <laughs> sometimes I do I've done three or four of these interviews today and I'm not I'm not shitting on myself. No, no, but no. it's just funny how it like translates differently for different people. But right. almost every single person that I've interviewed so far has said something along the lines of how they that like caring for others makes right. them happy and i'm like wow i need to work harder on that <laughs> that's amazing it, it, it is a weird thing and like i said it could be a crux sometimes yeah. like if you're not too careful right. with it i have to remain hopeful because like i said it's a scary time out there in all this chaos it can't just be all this there has to be a point that we everyone everyone in america everyone in the world regardless we I wish we can all just get along. You know what I mean? That would be nice. That would be great. I just see all like, all the hate, all this negativity, even on both sides, like, whether you're a Republican, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a liberal, whatever, independent. We all hate differently. And certain people are trying to change that. I view if I can just spread some joy, just a little bit, you know what I mean? Make you laugh or make you smile. The, then the day wouldn't be lost because you made someone another's day. You, you made, hopefully, you made that person realize that, yeah, it's not all bad out here. Today you did that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happened like, this whole time. I've been smiling this whole time. <laughs> well, that's, and that's what I want, you know that's what I mean? That's so cool. I love that. Trust me, I'm dark. I get I, my dark. Uh, you, don't have, you don't even have to say trust me, just I've seen it. No, but, not really. You hold yourself. Okay, so your question. What is happiness? Are we ever truly happy? I wrote that because when people talk about, when you ask different people what, what they define happy is, it's always going to be, I feel like a different answer. And I feel like that's a good thing. And I feel like that that's the way it should be because obviously we go through life different and we experience different things and we share experiences as well to me happiness is being content with oneself because if you've achieved that and it's not going to be i don't think it's going to be perfect you're not going to be a hundred percent happy with yourself all the time there you're always going to improve me, I just want to better myself. Better, I want to make myself a better version of me every day. So when you are at a place within yourself that you are comfortable and you're happy and then you view not only your job, but your, your social life, your family life, and you're happy with those, once you're happy with yourself, everything else, I think, sort of falls into place. Slowly. <laughs> And not at the pace that you would thought or would want, but it happens because you emit, I'm going to say it, positive energy. And like, I, I, you know, that's one thing I do, I do think of like karma and like this energy and we do portray negative energy and positive energy. I feel like if you do portray that as much as possible, Typically, for the most part, positivity is going to be around it and you're going to be surrounded. And it's going to, it's not going to only help you, but it's going to help the others around you. And that's the, the beautiful thing about that. What is happiness? Because what I just said 
might not be for somebody else. Right. You know, like somebody else might be like, a happiness for me is like having $10 million in the bank and not having to worry about money for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I thought about it. And for me, I was going to say, I kind of have to do a little bit of a backstory, but I, in therapy, I've been doing, it's called EDMR. It's a type of therapy that helps you reprocess trauma that you had as a child or whenever. It's for people who usually typically have PTSD. It's very interesting. Basically, you do eye movements where you go back and forth, and the idea is that you're engaging both the left and right sides of your brain, so the trauma that's kind of locked in the back of your brain can process its way out, and it's incredible how it works. So basically, me and my therapist took... She's like, can you say a behavior that nothing... It doesn't have to be a traumatic experience, just a behavior that you notice about yourself that you don't really like. And or she didn't even say that, but just something that bothers you. And I thought of how I have problems with authority. And it's never, <laughs> for me, it's never like a rebellion thing. Right. But it's just the minute that they start to like ride on me for anything, I cannot have it. Right. And so I was like, I don't understand why I'm like that. So she's like, give me an example. And I talked about being in high school and being called on in class and just being so anxious and not having the answer giving attitude and just being like, I don't have the answer and I didn't try and I'm not going to try. And so we went through this eye movement thing and it's kind of just thinking about that memory and all the things that come to it. And by the end of this process, we figured out that the underlying belief that I have about myself and the world is that I cannot possibly be calm in the presence of another person. (laughs) (laughs) So I only feel calm when I'm alone. That is a big realization. So for me, happiness would be able to, to feel completely calm in the presence of another person. So let's see, I think we have um, one more. Yes. What advice would you like to give others about taking care of mental health? The advice I would give anybody, as, as far as mental health goes, is don't be afraid to look in. We tend to think that looking in is, is well, it is scary. Because you are realizing things about yourself that you might not like, that you do. In realizing those things, instead of just realizing those things and then feeling bad about them and not doing anything about them, write, for instance, you could write them down. Write them down visually, because a lot of people are visual people. Find different ways to see, to change them. The biggest thing I feel that a lot of people don't do, myself included sometimes, is focus on themselves. And, I mean, obviously, there could be different reasons as to why you're not focusing on yourself. But because you're not focusing on yourself, you don't realize who you are as a person. I feel like when you don't know who you are as a person, you get lost in translation. And that's when, you know, sometimes certain things could happen badly. Choose the wrong person or you go down the wrong path in life and whatnot and mistakes happen like that. Honestly, just taking a look at yourself... Focusing on yourself, making sure you're happy, and not being afraid to talk to others. Talk to your friends, your family, psychiatrists, therapists. Talk to anybody 
and just talk about them and then try to better yourself every day. I love that. Absolutely. What about That's you? That's awesome. Oh, I didn't even think of an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I think my best advice would be that people have to feel their emotions. Yes. So, so people are just so afraid to be sad. Or there will be times where I will, you know, plan a weekend at home and then people will be like, well, what did you do? I'll be like, I cried all day. <laughs> like, why did you do that? Well, life is hard and I needed to. And now I feel a whole lot fucking better. So <laughs> right. if I need to do it. But I just think that if you are going through a hard time, that sometimes you need to really take that time to go through it and feel Absolutely. the emotions. And people are afraid to be that person who's ugly crying on their couch and eating ice cream but sometimes you need to be that person in order to heal and also to contrast when you do feel happy right and what that does feel like i love the idea of positivity and i think it's so important to have a positive outlook in life but i do think that emotions that are maybe uncomfortable or mm -hmm. like you said scary need to be examined and don't they should not be ignored because I think when they are ignored is when things start to come out sideways. Yes, and that's when they yeah, they start to come out in negative ways or in ways that you don't even realize you're doing until it's too late. For instance, like I said before, friends around me just recently are all, all having their little issues and a lot of them I don't know what it is, whether it's the Mercury uh, retrograde. <laughs> it's crazy right now, yeah. yeah. Mercury, Scorpio season. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of my friends right now are going through a bunch of relationship issues. And me just getting out of a 10-year relationship, I'm like, listen. And I try to sit them down if I'm with them or if I'm texting them and texting I'm like, listen. I came, I just came out of a 10-year relationship. And while, yes... I wouldn't regret any minute. I don't regret any minute of that relationship. Every fight that we had, every argument, I'm grateful for all of it. But I sit them down and I'm like, listen, you're, you're stressing out because you don't know if this person is attracted to you or, you know what I mean? Instead of worrying about that, you know, like, just go on with your day. I know it sounds so simple and so, like, you're like... And people are like, oh, but it's not that easy. And I know it's not easy because it's feelings. And uh, people get <laughs> people get weird feelings, different feelings at the wrong time. But as long as you are just doing what's best for you and just really focusing on yourself, that relationship, whether it ends with that or it continues, all that, it will fall into place. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I totally agree with that. And it's definitely something I think a lot of people struggle with, myself included. I'm thinking of a Buddhist, I don't know if it's a principle or a teaching, I don't know the correct phrase. The idea is, if you keep in your head telling yourself over and over again the same story, Say say somebody breaks up with you, or not even something like that. Say right. that you can't figure out if your significant likes other likes you. So you could like in your head continue to replay whatever made you feel that way, right. and you're just going to continue to amplify how you're feeling because you're just going to continue to go over it. Whereas mm -hmm. 
why you already know what happened right you were there like you already know whatever thing made you so what is the point of suffering if if that exact issue made you feel so horribly why are you going to keep replaying it in your head so you can feel horrible all day mm -hmm. so i do agree like it's not always easy to go about your day but i feel like you're right about that yeah you it really isn't because like even like you said if you knew what happened and i'm gonna use the relationship i'm gonna go back to that with mine yeah i didn't for the longest time and for the most part even till now we, I don't have an, understa an understanding of how she felt, of how she really felt, what was really going on. For a while, that bothered me because I wanted that closure. I wanted that closure partly so I could see if it was, in fact, part of my reason that something I did or something I said that made her feel that way and just try to learn from that and then evolve and be better the next time. But I didn't get that. And I still, for the most part, don't have it. And for me, at least, it was trying to understand and trying to realize that, hey, even if you don't have the all the answers that you want, and necessarily in life, this is how it's going to be. You know, whether there are things that you're never going to know, instead of just sulking and being sad of not knowing, you know, like, well, I could have done this better, or I could have done that better. Just accept that you did the best that you can in the relationship. Obviously, something happened where, you know, a certain party felt another way. And while it does suck and it does hurt, that's life and it's going to happen. Use this as motivation to... For, so your next relationship, you find somebody that is more understanding or more to your liking. So that this doesn't happen again. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. And that's why I've been taking my time in all the relationships. I'm not sweating that. I'm just enjoying life. And it's really working. <laughs> out, and I'm <laughs> That's amazing. I, I can know. see it working. <laughs> it's inspiring. I just, I try not to sweat the small stuff. Yeah. Every day you're going to have issues. You're going to stub your toe. You know, you're going to walk into something or, you're gonna, or something happens and there's small inconveniences, sometimes even bigger ones. But at the end of the day, you have to understand that things will get better. You are okay. You know, you have a group of friends and family that love you. And even if you don't, there are other, you know, there are places you can go or people that you can talk to if you have no. You're never truly alone. That's the great thing about technology. One of the great things about technology is truly you're never alone. You right. know, you could always talk to somebody. That's true. So uh, the tattoo I have on my back says there's no, there is no why. It reminded me of this. And where it comes from is, well, actually, I found out recently that Yoda says it. <laughs> but that is not where I got it from. No, you gotta <laughs> But Star I do Wars like then. Star Wars. I love Star Wars, so I'm okay with it. Oh, that's what I where I drew inspiration from was um, Kurt Vonnegut, Splatterhouse Five. And right. what happens in the book is the main character is walking, and he gets abducted by aliens. And so he's in this alien spaceship, and the aliens can read his mind. He keeps thinking, like, "Why me? Like, why did I have to go down that road? Why was mm -hmm. I there?" They say. 
that's such a human thing to ask. Right. We're just stuck in this moment. There is no why. And so that is that was always really inspiring to me because I feel like with all the things in life that I have been through, I could sit there all day and be like, why? And, mm -hmm. you know, and I could be, it could be my own behaviors. It could be somebody else's. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. We're here. Like, and that, that cliche, it is what it is, is so true. I mean, mm -hmm. you really just have to look around and, and play the cards that you have. Deal with the hand you're dealt, yeah. you know what I mean? You can change things in yeah. your life, you know what I mean? Whether it's you want to lose weight or... You know, you want to make more money and things like that. There is always a way to better yourself. It's just, number one, finding the way to do it. And number two, actually doing it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? Well, I think that, you know, focusing on yourself is a good place to oh, start. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that the, your advice on that is definitely inspiring to me. So. Yeah. Once you get comfortable with who you are, it's just... It's like... It's like a light, for instance, that's another thing I realized. Coming out of the relationship, I realized that part of the relationship was toxic. And that, for better or worse, it did drain me. And part of that is also on me because I would always, like who I am, I'm always trying to please her. I'm always trying to make her happy and foregoing my own happiness. Just seeing where I'm at now... And then I look back on that, and I'm like, why did you do that to yourself? I understand why I did that to myself. I could say this never again. And I'm not trying to be selfish or sound like, you know what I mean? I'm just trying... I want for my next relationship. I want us to both be on the same page. And if we're not on the same page, to let's sit down and talk about it, and let's get there. Yeah. Because communication is key. Instead of just sulking... Having all these inward feelings about these pet peeves that you might have towards the other one. Just sit down and be like, hey, can we talk? Yeah. I really hate that. You know, you left the shoes <laughs> um, out or whatever the case may be. And just like communication, actually communicating. Not only in the relationships, but friendship. Just because there are so many people that walk on eggshells that I see. Our that, friend I, group, I, I mean... It's like... I, I mean, I I feel like we... Like, some of, we've gotten good for the most part. I think, at kind of being honest about right. it. It's getting better it's now. It's getting better. It's getting yeah. better, I think, as we mature and age. And also realize that if there's an issue, we're not going to stop being friends. Exactly. Because I think that's the biggest fear with people, is that they're afraid to bring up issues because they're afraid that the other person's going to leave. Right. And so then, you know, or maybe not even leave, but just act, whatever. Right. Like, Get be upset angry. because, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah right. so... But I think you're right, that communication. And I think it's interesting that you kind of started communicating with yourself. Because at first you didn't realize that it was anxiety that you were feeling. Mm -hmm. And then once you were able to look inside yourself and open up communication with yourself, then it becomes easier with other people and Absolutely. you start to see how important it is. I also think I see a lot of you building self-love. And so you're right. like, I'm not going to put myself in a situation where that self-love is compromised. Exactly. And that's really cool. Yeah. I'm going to try to. Try. Yeah, we all try. It's a work in exactly, progress. Right? And relationships like I'm, aren't I'm, I'm growing every day. I'm learning new things about myself. I'm learning old things about myself that I realize, yeah. you know, that I love so much that I haven't done. So, like, then, then that's why I just really try to say, like, 
when people are complaining about relationships or not necessarily complaining but talking about them and seeing them so frustrated i'm like god it's okay yeah why are you doing that exactly it's all right i understand i've been there i know and i get it it's easy on the outside it's hard on the inside right because once you're in it once you're you're in in it it, you're in it and it's like this feeling that i feel like you can't even help sometimes i like i feel like i'm i'm falling and i'm just like (laughs) <laughs> why like why are you falling right now and right. like and i know that this is not okay but like it's like a force stronger than myself sometimes sometimes right yeah that's when things are good usually that force is still there when mm-hmm. things get bad and that's when it's like kind of tricky and it just gets weird and that's another thing i feel like so many people ignore warning signs early on in relationships oh, you know what i mean because you are in that honeymoon phase and everything's good you and know what i mean this person's that. amazing like like wow yeah. and then like you'll see a little slip up that's something you may not like and be like oh no that's okay it's whatever and then you just sweep these under the rug and if you don't talk about them i feel like that's another reason why there's the divorce rate so high so many people are so quick to be like oh my gosh i love this person and to jump into things i know so many people personally that just can't be alone men and women both that they just need someone they need to have that person just to be there and i'm just like i see and i i feel bad it's dangerous right right it could be very dangerous absolutely yeah it sucks. I, I want to help them through it. Um, but again, th- they have to realize it for themselves and want to change that in themselves. Because if they don't want that at the end of the day, no matter how many motivational speeches I can give them, you know, how many talks or it anything like that. It has to come like from that, within. It has to come from within. Yeah, for sure. I grew up in a house with four girls. And um, right. so the amount of relationships, high school relationships we've seen... Come in and out. So, I mean, we've always said, like, you can talk to somebody day and night and tell them whoever they're dating is a piece of shit. And until they want to do something about exactly. it or see it or... And it doesn't have to be a piece of shit. But once they realize that right. like, they're not in a good relationship for them, but they're not going to realize it by us telling them. No, they have, they have to realize to, Yeah, they have to so. realize it with themselves. And they, want, they, they have to want to have better for themselves you know what I mean yes um so many people often settle myself included like I do it a lot too they just settle like okay this is my life now instead of is this what I really want really looking at it and then if it's not what are the steps to change it it's hard it it is hard hard. it's hard but is there anything else you would like to add before we wrap it up no i just want to i just don't want to say thank you for inviting me and having me over and <laughs> talking it was really fun it's a great conversation yes thank you so thank much you. i think people will definitely benefit my recommendation this week is going to be one of my favorite books which is perks of being a wallflower i believe that this book does a beautiful lyrical job of explaining what it's like to come to terms with trauma while also coming to age. I have several copies. I've read it probably at least 10 times now and it's always a good reminder that you're not alone. Check it out. I should also say 
It's by Steven Chbosky. I didn't mention his name. I think that's important. If you liked what you hear today, remember to like, subscribe, share, or leave a review for me. I would love to hear from you.